This is the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, episode 37. Today we're going to continue our discussion on essential oil skin safety from last time, episode 36, when we talked about phototoxic essential oils. Today I'm going to talk about a phenomenon that can happen to your body called sensitization. It is a very unfortunate phenomenon that can happen at any time when you're using essential oils or any aromatics for that matter. And if you're a person who likes to use essential oils undiluted directly from the bottle onto your skin, if you do that frequently, this episode is very important for you. You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast with your host, Liz Fulcher. If you're interested in learning about essential oils, hearing interviews with industry experts, and discovering ways to grow your own aromatherapy business, this is the podcast for you. For more information and show notes, visit the website at aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Now sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy as Liz shares a dose of aromatic wisdom. Hello, Aromatic Wisdom Podcast listeners. My name is Liz Fulcher. I'm the host for the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, and thank you so much for being here. I've been getting so many emails and Facebook messages and Instagram messages from all of you just acknowledging the work that I do and how beneficial it's been for you, which is the whole reason I do this, that if you can learn one thing in every episode, then I'm a happy teacher. All right, let's jump into today's topic of sensitization. One of the three concerns for the skin, really, that we um, we really need to you need to look at and understand if you're going to be using essential oils. In the last podcast episode, aromaticwisdominstitute.com forward slash 036, I talked about phototoxicity, which is a phenomenon that can happen to your skin as a reaction to certain essential oils in the skin. Today, I'm going to talk about sensitization, which is another reaction that can happen with essential oils in the skin. Actually, before I do that, I want to back up a minute. When you are working with essential oils, topically, there are three main concerns for the skin. We talked about one last week, which is phototoxicity. Today, I'm going to talk about sensitization in depth. And the other one is called irritation. I'm not doing a separate podcast episode on irritation, but I am going to mention it here because it's worth mentioning. It's one of the three main concerns. Irritation is... It's called, it's contact dermatitis. It's always localized to the area where the essential oil has been applied. So if you apply cinnamon essential oil to your, um, think like a tender part of your body, it could be like the inner arm, actually it could be anywhere on your skin. It depends on the thickness of the skin. It depends on the age of the person applying the skin, like a little child or a senior, somebody with thin skin. You put some cinnamon essential oil on there and it's burning, it's irritating. That's irritation. It's dose dependent. So obviously the more you put on the skin, the worse the irritation is going to be. Sometimes there's a delayed reaction, but really it's usually immediate. And it is the most common form of skin reaction. So we're talking about three. Last episode in this one, phototoxicity, sensitization, and irritation. In my program, in my certification program with my students, and they get a test, 
It's always, always on there. If I do a quiz, if I do a test, it's always in there. What are the three main concerns for the skin? Because if you don't know that, then you best not be using essential oils. So it's just really important to understand what in the heck you're handling and how you're handling them when you use these. So irritation. I would bet anyone who's used essential oils more than a couple of times has experienced irritation, especially if you're using oils in the phenol or the aldehyde essential oil family. If you go back a couple of episodes where I talk about the chemical families, I think it's episodes 33, 34, I can't remember the exact one, and of course I don't have a list in front of me, but if you go back when I talk about the aldehyde-rich essential oils or the phenol-rich essential oils, That means those oils have a lot of chemicals in those particular chemical family. So an example of an aldehyde-rich essential oil is lemongrass. And lemongrass is very irritating. Doesn't mean it's dangerous. It just means that it can be irritating to the skin. I may have shared this story in that podcast. I'm not sure. But for example, one time I used lemongrass undiluted on the skin in my armpits because I know that it is a natural deodorizer and because as a teacher of course I'm obviously above the safety because I well I'm not I thought oh one time won't hurt I put a little bit of lemongrass in my armpits and it was my armpits were on fire very very irritated very uncomfortable that is a classic sign of irritation once I removed the product from my armpits no more irritation Uh, I had a student one time who got some clove oil, that's a essential oil high in phenols, she got some clove oil on her face and it burned. It was very irritating and she removed it. The way she removed it was with carrier oil because essential oils are lipophilic. They sort of dissolve in a liquid environment, not a liquid environment, a fatty environment. I had her immediately grab some jojoba oil, it may have been coconut, but I think it was jojoba, and wipe it on her face and the a clove essential oil immediately came off her skin. So that's a typical essential oil irritation reaction. It is localized to the area where the essential oil is has been applied. It usually just happens on the first exposure. First time you use it, it's going to be irritating. And um, really, once the product is gone, the irritation goes away. All right, so, you know, how do you avoid irritation? Just don't use much. Do not use it directly on the skin, if it's, especially if it's an oil that is known to be irritating. Uh, as I said, phenols, aldehydes, and monoterpenes, they can also be irritating. You'd never want to use an oxidized oil. When an, an oxidized essential oil is one that has been exposed to too much air. Either you've left the lid off, or there is a lot of headspace in the bottle, or an essential oil that has long outlived its shelf life because eventually oxygen will get into the bottle. So if you have an old essential oil, especially those three chemical families I mentioned, please don't use it on your skin. Okay, so just to stop and kind of review where we are, there are three main concerns for the skin when using essential oils. What are they? Say them with me. Phototoxicity, irritation, and sensitization. I'm going to talk about sensitization now, and please listen, because I would say of the three skin uh, issues that can happen with essential oils, this one's the most serious. Phototoxicity can be pretty darn serious as well, because you can get a really bad burn, and you can even get permanent um, discoloration, but eventually you sort of recover from it, and you can go back to using oils. 
With sensitization, sometimes there is no coming back from it. If you become sensitized to an essential oil, it's possible that you can no longer use that essential oil on your skin. And it is a phenomenon that we're seeing more and more of in the essential oil uh, world because of so many people using essential oils directly on their skin. All right, so let me start at the beginning. Where do I like to start? You know, a definition. Sensitization is an allergic reaction of the immune system. The reaction will be noticed in places other than where you applied the oil. So that's one of the classic signs of sensitization. I have a sensitization. My friend Marge Clark of Nature's Gift Aromatherapy has, is, has a sensitization issue. I'm going to talk about both of those. It's also called allergic contact dermatitis, ACD. So it can happen with plenty of things besides essential oils. But since we're talking about essential oils, it's, you know, within that context. And essential oils are really, really um, concentrated. So that increases the possibility of sensitization. One of the characteristics of sensitization is that the first time you use an essential oil, you may have a reaction. You, it may be very, very slight. And by reaction, I mean a little bit of a rash or a little raised, bumpy, itchy area, uh, dry, like eczema type of, of reaction. And it can be very, very mild. When you continue to use that oil, if you continue to use that oil, so subsequent use of the oil creates a bigger response. And it's interesting because the every time you use that oil, the response will get worse. The severity of the reaction can really seem way out of proportion to that one drop of oil that you use. But I only used a drop. When you are sensitized to an oil, one drop can sometimes be more than enough to set off a reaction. To put it in another way that probably a lot of you will understand is poison ivy. How many of you have a reaction to poison ivy? That is contact dermatitis or sensitization, where the first time you had a reaction, it may not have been too bad. But with every subsequent exposure to the oil in that plant, you probably got worse and worse and worse, and it started showing up in places other than where you touched. So you may have touched the plant with your hands, but now you are getting um, reactions itchy all over your body. That is sensitization, and that can happen with an oil. So this is what happened to me with combo butter. So just to get this out of the way, combo butter is a beautiful butter that comes from seeds in, from a tree that, that grows in West Africa, and it is really good for pain, in particular joint muscle pain like that. So it's lovely in a pain blend. Well, I had made a butter blend with combo butter, jojoba oil, uh, let's see, cocoa butter, and shea butter. And then I added whatever pain-relieving essential oils I wanted to put in there. The first time I used it, I actually used it in place of deodorant, which was fine. I often do that. I actually will often use essential oils and butters as a natural deodorant. Four hours after I applied it, my neck started to itch and I started to get real itchy behind my ears and even my, you know, under my arms were starting to get a little bit itchy and I didn't think much of it, moved on. A few days later, I used it again. 
under my arms for deodorant. And there was more itching. And this time it was a lot more severe. The itching was really um, severe in my armpit, but again, on my neck or behind my ears. Now I'm starting to get red bumps in weird places. And I was also starting to get itchy in places where they were far away from the butter, the inner creases of my elbow on my tummy. And it was very uncomfortable. So now I'm starting to get suspicious. I said, there is something in this butter that is bothering me, but I don't know what it is. Stopped using the butter for a month. Now, a month later, I am giving a massage to a a client who's in pain. And I thought, you know what, this butter, I'm going to get this butter and use it for her feet where she was having a lot of pain. The only contact I had with this butter was on my hands, the palms of my hands as I massaged her feet with this butter. And then immediately afterward, I did wash my hands. Within one hour, I was so itchy. My neck, the backs of my knees, I had red bumps everywhere. And now I know that there's something in this blend that I have to avoid, but I didn't know what it was. Six months later, after the last time I had used my mystery butter, I was, I had a bad, I was in a car accident actually, and I had a really, really severe bruising on my one knee. Someone gave me a bruise blend and she said, it's awesome. It has jojoba and combo butter in it. And I thought, geez, do I want to try this? Yeah, sure. Why not? I gave a little rub over my knee and within a half an hour, I was violently itchy. I had red welts. So this reaction lasted one week. I knew it wasn't the jojoba. It had to have, and it wasn't the beeswax. It had to have been the combo butter. I'm actually very grateful that this person gave me this blend that was so simple that I could narrow it down. So now I know that I have to avoid combo butter, which is really a pity. It is a gorgeous um, butter for pain. Now, please do not misunderstand the point of my story. I don't know if anyone else has ever had a reaction to combo butter. Don't be afraid to use it. But I'm telling this story to illustrate what sensitization or an allergic reaction, contact dermatitis, looks like when you have a reaction to an aromatic. It can happen with anything, even, you know, our marvelous aromatics. If you're not sure, if you're sensitized to something, you can do a patch test, wait um, a day. And um, I, I mean, that was 10 years ago. It was in, yeah, that was nine, 10, it was in 2010, nine years ago that I had this experience with combo butter and I've never gone back to it since. And I won't, I I don't want to risk anaphylactic shock, to be honest. Another time I was at a health fair with my school. I had a little booth and there was a gentleman across the corridor who, I don't know, after about two days, he walked over to me, said, I've got to say something. He said, do you know I can't use essential oils? And I said, what do you mean you can't use them? And he said, I have been using essential oils for a cup, two or three years. And he said, and I always apply them in the same place on the inside of my arm. And I said, are you diluting them with a the carrier oil? He says, no, I was told just it was safe to use it right on my skin. And I said, no, that's really not a safe practice at all. And I said, why don't, you know, why can't you use it? And he said, because now I, every time I, yes, that was my phone. Every time I, I use it, I break out in a rash and I'm itchy. And that's when I told him what he had was probably sensitization. He said it didn't happen. It was with frankincense, actually. He said it didn't happen straight away. He'd been using it for, for um, a couple of years, just undiluted on his skin. 
And until one day he had a reaction and then every day, every time he'd use it, the reaction would get worse. So I explained him what had happened. And it's unfortunate. It's a spectacular oil and that he now can no longer use frankincense. Using essential oils undiluted without any carrier directly from the bottle onto your skin is a really bad idea for so many reasons. In particular, it's a bad idea to do that often. You know, this happens not just to essential oil users. Also, people who wear perfumes uh, year after year after decade, and they're always wearing the perfume in the same place, whether it be the inside of the wrists or the along your neck, they also can become sensitized. That I've, I've known several people who can't wear perfume in the same place anymore. And by the way, if you do have a, a reaction to perfumes and because of applying it constantly in the same spot, do not put essential oils on that spot because it's already sensitized. A very good friend of mine, Marge Clark, who owns an essential oil company called Nature's Gift Aromatherapy. Her website's naturesgift.com. Marge has worked with aromatics for, gosh, probably 35 years. She is an icon in our industry and has worked with many, many, many types of aromatics. Marge has a sensitization to, of all oils, lavender, because in the early days of aromatherapy, back in the 80s and 90s, the common practice was to use lavender and tea tree neat on the skin and everything else was to be diluted. So Marge told me that uh, because in anticipation of this episode, I asked her to tell me the story, how she got sensitized to lavender. And she said that she used lavender undiluted on an open sore 20 years ago. And that was the trigger that went on to become multi-chemical sensitivity. She told me she was very lucky that it was only contact allergy and not respiratory. And she, she actually, you know, she has quite a big operation and she tries not to be in the area if they're bottling or there's large quantities of, of lavender in the area. Marge's sensitization to lavender is so great that when she is in the vicinity of where the bottling is happening and there's a lot of lavender molecules floating around in the air, it will start to bother her skin if she's too close to the vicinity. Okay, now that you're scared to death, and my apologies if you are scared that is not my intention. My intention is always to educate. When you know better, you do better. Am I right? So how to avoid sensitization reactions. So again, you want to avoid the oils high in aldehydes, phenols, monoterpenes, especially aldehydes and phenols. They're just more likely to be sensitizers. Anything that's irritating is more likely to be a sensitizer. So be really careful with these oils. And by careful, I mean dilute them. You know, don't use them on neat on your skin. And when you do dilute them, go with a very like a one to 2% dilution. Obviously, you don't want to use old oxidized oils on your skin because an oil that is oxidized means the oxygen has basically broken the molecule. And now you have a, a um, degraded essential oil that will start to become irritating, irritating and sensitizing to the skin. Um, if you're really not sure, do a test blend with a small patch on the forearm, wait for about a day to see if you have any reaction. If you're prone, if you're already sensitized to perfumes, if you have chemical sensitivities, I would say a patch test is a good idea. And remember, it doesn't have to be related to dose. Think back to, to, um, 
what do you call it, uh, poison ivy. Some people have to roll around in it before they have a reaction. Other people, um, I've heard, I live in Pennsylvania, and we have quite a bit of it here. And I know of people who, a neighbor was burning their poison ivy, and thus it, the oils got carried in the smoke, and they got a, this friend of mine got a reaction just from being exposed to the smoke. So sensitization doesn't have to be related to dose. It can be localized, generalized, and even systemic. My issue with combo butter is obviously systemic. It always takes more than one exposure uh, to the offending substance for the reaction to be elicited. It's not that common. Only about 1% of the population has fragrance allergies, but there is a trend. As I said, this is, problem is increasing because um, more and more people are using, uh, more people are using essential oils and more people are using them without any dilution. The greatest areas of risk are the face and hands. Women are more likely to have a fragrance allergy than men because we use so much more, so many more products. I really hope this was helpful and informative and educational and not scary. It shouldn't be any more scary than phototoxicity. It's, it's really just a question of using the product in the right way. And with essential oils, you know, less is more, dilute. When in doubt, go low on your dilution. You can always add more later. If you have any questions about sensitization, you can write to me. Liz at aromaticwisdom.com and I will do my best to answer them. Or if you feel you've been sensitized, I would be interested to hear that. And now let's go on to something a little more pleasant. You know it's coming to the end of the episode when I say it's time to smell my life. <laughs> Those of you who are longtime listeners, thank you very much. I love you. Know that at this portion of the podcast is where I tell a story about some way than which I recently used aromatics in my life, usually within the last week or two. But actually, I want to tell a story about that goes way back to when I had my little pug, Sassy, Sassafras Fulcher. A lot of my my students know Sassy because she was always with me in the classroom and would <laughs> and would often sit on their laps because if any as anyone knows who has a pug, they're incredibly needy and they need to always be on your lap, on your head, on your shoulders. They've got to be right there with you. And Sassy was very convincing. She had my students eating out of the uh, palm of her paw, so to speak. So this isn't so much a story as about a practice that I used to do with Sassy. So pugs have wrinkly faces and the wrinkles get stinky, you know, just like all, any of us, but we've got places where we've got folds of skin, we have to be extra careful to keep them clean. So I would clean her face with hydrosols. I used lavender hydrosol, or usually whatever was very, very gentle. Calendula was one I used a lot. Calendula hydrosol is fabulous for really delicate skin. It's superb for infants, like if you want to use it to soothe the diaper rash. It's really nice for little baby's bottoms and pugs faces because it has no harsh chemicals. It really doesn't have any strong volatiles in it at all. It's a classic healing plant for the skin. So what I do is I take a washcloth 
I would take a washcloth and, and make it warm. I would wet it with hot water and then squeeze it out and add a little calendula hydrosol to the washcloth or, or like a very soft flannel and just clean all around her, uh, above her nose and around her eyes. And I was not worried at all about it being unsafe. I would never, ever do that with essential oils. They are really, can be very harmful for, for animals, mammals in particular. And her face would be all squeaky clean and sometimes I'd get in her ears and so forth and um, oh she hated it but she was always shiny and smelled much better afterward and then when we were when if she would let me do continue to do this if I, she hadn't squirmed out of my arms by now I would get peppermint hydrosol same thing I would get the washcloth to have it be warm because nobody likes cold things suddenly thrust in their face I would get a warm wet washcloth and put peppermint hydrosol on it and then I would <laughs> I would put it in her mouth and rub her teeth with it. So that would kind of help her breath. Sometimes I would even put a tiny bit of peppermint hydrosol in her drinking water. That you could do with any animal, with horses, with the, with any creature at all. You could definitely clean them with hydrosols. Do not use essential oils. I know there are people who do that. And I just feel as though because the animals can't tell us what's going on, I would say go with something very safe. And hydrosol is incredibly effective at, in, in particular at, at cleaning, but also at wound care. Um, my cat Luther has had wounds because he tussles with a next door neighbor. And he we have found that yarrow and German chamomile hydrosol are really good at healing his wounds quickly when we spray. Actually, we don't always spray because cats freak out. But um if I get, what's the, a squirt bottle, and I put it on the wound and then dab it, if I do that consistently, the wounds heal very, very quickly. No need to use essential oils with animals. So that is Smell My Life for this week. And that wraps it up for the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, episode 37 on sensitization. If you would like to leave a review in iTunes. I would love that. It helps people find the podcast and it really makes my heart sing. There is in the show notes, if you go to aromaticwisdominstitute.com forward slash 037, you'll see show notes. And I'll put in there a link on two links. One will be a pot, a blog path, a blog post that I wrote on how to leave a review in iTunes. And the other will be where to leave the review. The Next episode, I'm going to talk about restless leg syndrome. It is something that I have experienced and have found essential oils to be super helpful. Uh, I work with one specific chemical family that I find has been the most effective in reducing restless leg syndrome. So if you have it or you know anyone who does, you're not going to want to miss that episode. So until next time, be happy, be well. Be well.